Right. He didn't know he was in lockdown. I had to right. tell him. Right. And then um, that he was... said, well, things changed, everything's open. And it took a couple of days for things to close and yeah, for all of the activity to stop. But he doesn't really know what's going on, to be honest. He's just working and that's it, going to the supermarket. That's all he does. He goes to work and then he goes to the supermarket and he so comes he... back home. listening to The 10 Podcast, the discovery and design channel in health. Tune in with me, your host Matt Patterson, to learn about insights from the world of healthcare today. Today we're going to talk to Lisa. Lisa is, lives in the northeast of England, but her husband Tony is across in Milan, has been stuck in and locked in since the lockdown of the Lombardy region. Tony works uh, at an airport uh, in cargo um, and went out for his two-week shift in northern Italy and as of yet has not come home. We'll hear from the reality of life for Lisa uh, and for Tony as they're separated with, with Lisa bringing up a two-year-old daughter a present on her own. He works at Melpenza Airport, right. which is just north of Milan. So right in the epicentre of that Lombardy region where at the moment it's Exactly, right in there, yeah. And it wasn't actually in lockdown at the time he travelled. Yes. Um, but it happened very quickly. And there was a set of, I mean, there was like 12 or 13 towns that they'd locked down. And he said, you know, it's fine. It's, it's not here now. And then, you know, it just seemed like the whole next day, it was just like the whole of the north of Italy was in lockdown and it just happened really quickly. And then I said, are you still working? Can you come home? I don't know what's happening. And he just said, "I, you know, I don't know. My daughter then doesn't get to see her dad and I don't get to see him. I don't know, trying to just live without him for a bit. So he's still locked. So he's in Milan, locked down. What happens is he does a couple of weeks there and then he alternates with another guy and the other guy lives in, in Scotland and they kind of switch back and forth. Um, so Tony is actually now switched over onto the other guy's shift right. because obviously Tony can't get home and the other guy can't get there. Right. It's actually, you know, the work is picked up because he, he was uncertain whether he'd still be needed because is the cargo still going to come through? But he said, actually, there's a lot of medical equipment being shipped now. So he's still working for the time being, but we're not sure how long that will last. Or Because he's a contractor, he can be, he can be let go at any time. But for now, he's quite fortunate to still be able to work. What's yeah. life like out on the streets in terms of how, how does it work in going to the supermarket? Does he get a time slot? What's the, what's the, what's going, how's that work? I mean, they, they have reduced hours. Um so he said one time people queued for over an hour because they only let five people in at a time yes and then when you do get in there's not that much there but he said actually because I've been talking to him about how it is here and he said that it's it's actually better there because I don't know if Italians are just dealing with it better but they're not um bulk buying and going crazy they can still buy toilet roll in Italy which is obviously not something we can do here so 
I don't know, they seem to be dealing with it a little bit better, to be honest. People I talk to say that's just kind of the lockdown's coming, and especially in London, yeah. it's probably coming, maybe coming this weekend, we just don't know. Yeah, it feels how is it it in the imminent here. In terms of, like you say, people are still driving and walking about, and I still see, because I, I live um, just off the main road, like I can see the main road from the back garden. Right. I still see like the kids walking to school and stuff, but definitely the supermarkets you can tell something's going on there because a lot of people here think that lockdown means you cannot go outside and it's not true like you can go outside you can still go to the park and stuff Mm. they just don't want you to go to the cinema or Mm. hang out in a restaurant but yeah it's it's hard not to freak out because it's just something we've never dealt with what's it like with a two-year-old i mean i guess it's challenging i've got i've got a five-year-old son and so it doesn't feel that long ago that he was too <laughs> as hard times yeah. I guess have you got support your family support around you what's 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 it like without Tony being there I mean I often go with him but sometimes I don't as well just because the travel with him is sometimes a bit of a faff I always have things planned so I always have baby groups to go to and I have people who visit me and I visit them, but now all of that's cancelled. It is hard to keep her entertained, as you know, with a toddler. They yeah, just absolutely. their sole purpose in life is to just drive you up the wall. Do you feel any more prepared knowing what Tony's been through in relation to what lockdown means? I mean, we've we've got as as much food and stuff as we need. With him telling me that people wait over an hour, I don't even want to attempt that. Even though it would be nice to get fresh food, I just don't want to take my toddler and stand outside of Tesco for an hour. That just sounds awful. So if we go into lockdown, I will not not be attempting to go to the shops. How's it affecting your business? Because I know you run uh, your own business as well in relation to production of products. What? what, How's that going? Well, I just started actually. I'm just in my spare time but I I just sell on Etsy but I've actually just closed my shop yesterday because I don't know what's going to happen with the postal system and I don't want people to order something off me and then we have to go to the post office and then they say oh it's going to take weeks longer or they stop the postal system and I've got something already in the system and it doesn't get there or yeah I just decided it's easier if I just close the shop up for now and wait it out even little things like the way I package things, they use like um, tissue paper and nice little envelopes. And then it's like, oh, well, if I run out of those, I can't just go to the shop and get some more. And that's just a completely weird thing to deal with. Mm. And just every every little thing you took for granted seems to have been changed or shifted a bit. And it's yeah. a very strange, if you look at it, it seems to be a very strange experience people are ha- that people have to live with. And then you've got the other side of it where people are just like up until now thinking, it's just a cold type thing that the, 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 it's just a cold story nothing's really changing and when in fact for me it feels like everything has changed yeah I think it was um people initially thought it's fine it's you know you're gonna just catch the flu and you are gonna be fine but now that there's nothing on the shelves and we're here in schools being closed and that's when it quickly changes to actually um, this isn't this isn't just a cold or a flu like this is massively affecting people's lives I guess people know that places down south, particularly London, um, it spreads very quickly there mm. because of the transport and stuff. And up north, I don't know, it's a little bit more... What does 
Tony say is much knowledge out there about what the expectations of people are in relation to how long for them this will last, or is it just a vacuum? What, what's his? What does he know? He knows nothing, honestly. Like I feel like we know more because our news system is pretty update and live. He, even the guys at work speak really good English, but they don't really know what's happening, and nobody knows. They've been given the date of April third as when the quarantine ends, but I don't know if they're going to extend it. It's hard for for me and my daughter. Well, I mean, she doesn't really know what's going mm. on, but yeah, I just I can't imagine. Is it going to be another two weeks, or is it going to be six weeks or two months? Like, I genuinely have no idea what's happening. And would knowing be more reassuring, even if it were longer? Would it? What's what? How would knowing? change how you'd feel i think just a bit of certainty because at the minute the whole thing is really uncertain and that just makes people really anxious and it would just be nice to know that he's coming home at some point Mm. he's pretty relaxed about it i mean he's he's a pretty chill person to be honest he would just say he's fortunate that he's still be able to go to work if he wasn't working that would be really difficult and i know he did say to me actually that the guy who we rent our apartment off um, has said that he can stay there for free um, which I just thought was really kind. So kind appreciate that he's in a foreign country and he has nothing he has a suitcase and that's it and he doesn't have this stock of food or family who can help him I mean if he gets ill he's got nobody who can help him or he doesn't even know where the nearest hospital is or he's, he's not concerned he's I guess I'm more concerned than he is yes where will we be in a month what would good look like if we if a month from now and what would maybe bad look like good would look like tony has managed to come home and things have started to get back to normal a bit hopefully the lockdown here has been and gone and he can get out of italy and he can get back into the uk and we can kind of just start to do things as normal as possible bad would look like he's still there and even worse is that we don't know if he's coming back. It's just, I mean, I know I'm just one person. And to be honest, it's just an inconvenience to me because I still have everything I need and we're financially secure and all of those things matter so much more. It massively affects me and my family on a, on a personal level. Um, it's been super, super great just even having this chat and going through some of the factors A, I've learned a bit more about what's going on in Milan and B, you get more of an understanding of kind of emotional on a practical level but there's sort of more the impacts this is having in people's everyday lives. Yeah, it does make you realise how fortunate you are and I do feel, I just can't imagine how stressful it is if you're a single parent or you're on a zero contract Mm. or you know you, you don't have any savings or you know that that on top of everything else would just be really stressful and I think that if people can do anything to help anybody they know is struggling you know let's do that great so much for your time tonight it's been great enjoy the plus sides of having your two-year-old with you all the time (laughs) I know I keep telling Tony I was like don't know why people feel sorry for you you can sit and watch Netflix while I've got your toddler swings and roundabouts as they say (laughs) Thanks, Lisa. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye.
was Lisa talking to us from the northeast about her and Tony's experience separated by coronavirus and the difficulties and also some of the upsides they experienced in relation to how it's been managed. Thank you for listening on the podcast. Um, if you'd like to come on the podcast, contact us on hello at weare10.co.uk and get in touch and come and tell us your story.